Look, we all know it, it's harder than ever to stand out online. And the best way to counter that, especially in your content, is through stories. But how many times have you just sat down to write a story and you've thought to yourself, where's this going? How do I actually make this sound relevant and important to my audience? And how do, how, how do I actually stick? Well, stick around because this episode is going to teach you how with my guest today, AJ Faden. Welcome to Storytelling Secrets. This is the podcast for coaches, consultants, and course creators who want to unlock their core stories and use the stories to sell more online. It's a place to master persuasion and influence so you can build a deep relationship with your audience. And it's a place where real-world marketing strategies, tips, and lessons are shared freely. If that interests you, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Jules Dan, and I've battled my way from being a broke group fitness instructor to a full-time, in-demand, freelance email copywriter. Now, I'm ready to get to work. Follow along on my journey as I share my everyday hard-won lessons. I'm Jules Dan, and this is Storytelling Secrets. Right, no fluffing around with the intro. I'm going to get straight into my guest today. Her name is AJ Vaden, and she is the co-founder of Brand Builders Group. She's an international speaker, multi-million dollar consultant, host of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Over the last 10 years, she's been a part of founding, launching, and building a very successful eight-figure coaching business, a multi-million dollar consulting business, and a seven-figure speaking business. Along with her company, Brand Builders Group, AJ has been featured in Inc., Success Magazine, Fast Company, Entrepreneur, Forbes, and was recently named as one of the top five personal branding speakers of 2019. Today, she uses her expertise and unique talents to both streamline back-end operations as well as creatively engineer the company's front-facing personal brands. That's going to be the longest intro I've ever done for that, but a really damn good one. So, we're not going to talk about 80% of, of what I just said, but we are going to really narrow down on storytelling, especially when it comes to storytelling, your content, coming up with stories, and how to really position yourself as a leader with with your stories so you don't sound preachy. I, I love this sort of stuff. Stories are just the best way to connect with your audience. So without further ado, here's my guest and conversation today with AJ Faden. Hey, welcome back to Storytelling Secrets. I'm Jules Dan and I'm joined by AJ Vaden from the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. And we're here to talk about storytelling. I'm super excited. We're here for a short, sharp episode and I'm super pumped to hear with me, AJ. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And it's only short because it's my fault. So I promise it'll be worthwhile. Yeah, it's AJ is what we've she's called very full at the moment. We're not we're not busy. We're full. That way, you know, setting priorities right is setting an example for everyone else. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about storytelling. Um, I would love if you could just give a bit of a quick cliff notes of your background, AJ. How you got to where where you are? Because I know you help multiple seven figure businesses. A lot of influential people get clear on their brand and their positioning. So yeah, we'd love to hear that quick cliff notes yes, version. I'll give you the 10,000 foot 60 second uh, professional life story. So yeah. I started out in sales doing um, inside sales, outside sales, door to door, B2B, one-on-one group sales. It was all sales. And that led to a very successful consulting 
and coaching and speaking career. And uh, we, my husband and I are business partners and we sold out our partnership to our former partners. And three years ago, we launched our current company, Brand Builders Group. And yep. really what we're doing is we're helping other people do what we did the hard way and trying to put a science to the art of building an influential personal brand. So we do what we teach, we teach what we do. And unfortunately we've done lots of things the wrong way. And yep. our goal is to make sure that you don't. Mm, okay, very interesting. So while we're on that and you had to, you know, you had to practice what you teach, you had to deconstruct everything that you had so you could uh, teach as a framework. What are those key underlying principles that, that you pulled out from that business and then now you teach with everyone else? Oh my gosh. I would say the biggest thing that we just see all the time is that people, doesn't matter if you're a business, product-based, service-based, a personal brand, it, it doesn't matter. It's, this is all encompassing, but we see people all the time. They market the benefits. They market what I can do for you, how mm. I do it, the way I do it. And you forget that people don't know why they need you. What people aren't marketing is what problem that you solve for them. And we just see every, every website you look at or every message is, uh, here's how I can help you lose weight. Here's how I can help you have more energy. Here's how I can help you get out of debt. Here's how yeah. I can help you make more money. But what is the problem that these people have? Like, what is the real core root issue that all of these other things that you're selling that you can do for them actually solves? And our biggest foundational piece that we believe in what we found for ourselves is that you are the solution to a problem. You just don't tell people what problem it is. And people need to know what problem they have to know if they need what you have to offer. And that yeah. is the biggest mistake and underlying kind of truth that we have found that just is universal. Yeah, exactly. And when you're doing that, obviously, um, you want to be using stories to, to relay that problem. So it's a lot more relatable. And um, so I'm actually email copywriter. And this is actually really dear to my heart. Like, you don't just talk about the benefits. You don't really talk about the features. You kind of want to talk about the emotional attachment to that problem. Um, and, and that's what really speaks to the audience rather like not what they not necessarily the result they want, but like, what would that result mean to them in their life? And I thoroughly, thoroughly believe that. Now, while we're on the topic of storytelling, AJ, um, it, I have heard that the line, share your story a lot. And it's a great, uh -huh. I love it. I'm really behind it. But the problem I have with it is that um, it's either they see the mess, someone might see the message and they might misinterpret the information, meaning it might be too vague. It doesn't really get to the point or it's just a story for story's sake. Um mm -hmm. I was wondering how, what would you teach your clients when you, when you actually say, Hey, can you share your story a bit more in your brand? What would be the, the principles behind that so that they, they get it right. And it actually, you know, hits, hits a call with their audience. Yeah. Well, I would just second to one of the things that you said is like one of the things that we say in our company all the time is that stories are like mental coat hangers for information right? Stories are the things that people remember, even if they don't remember the point. Um, but it's that mental coat hanger of going, oh, yeah, that was that guy who told that story. They'll never remember my name, but they may remember the story I told about my kids or my husband or this trip. Yep. And so one of the things that we talk about all the time is that 
um, you don't want to tell stories for the sake of just telling stories, just like mm. you don't want to tell jokes for the sake of telling jokes. So we have a really simple uh, framework that we teach and it follows a really simple formula and it's story point framework takeaway. So what's the story that you have? What's the point you're trying to make with that? And then the framework is how are you advancing a piece of information? Because I think to some degree I buy into, there's really not a whole lot of brand new things being said. And I think that's okay. But I think there's a tons of things that are being said in a different way and a fresh perspective. And so uh, we, we believe is that true thought leadership is simply forwarding the message. It's advancing a message that may exist, right? I don't, I don't per se think that there's anything new and revolutionary that yep. anyone is teaching today about time management, right? There's some simple philosophies. However, the way that we describe it and the way that we compartmentalize, the way we use technology, the way we think about it, those are things that are forwarding a message that has been around for a really long time. And that is thought leadership. It's taking something and advancing it in a new and different way. And your story is the emotional component. The, the point is the logical component. And the framework is the thought leadership component of what are you saying that's unique, new, and different, even if it's been said a thousand other ways, what's your unique twist on it? And then the last point is, what are you going to do about it, right? So what are the takeaways? What are the actionable steps? And that every single time that you're telling a story, it should have all of those things, right? It needs the emotional components of the story, but all of those need to lead in one direction, which is, and this is the point I'm trying to make with this story. And what I find when I see a lot of people, and yep. there's like, I, we, we're guilty of it. Like we probably post all the time on social media, uh, don't be afraid to share your story, but what is your story, right? Mm. And that is where you got to take a step back and just ask yourself, what is the message that I am trying to relay with this one story, right? This one thing that happened to me or this one example that happened to someone else or this analogy, what is the message, the point that I am trying to help people understand through the use of characters and emotions and timelines because I want them to see a new point of view. I want yeah. them to learn a new perspective. And so we just follow that, you know, as a simple in theory, not always easy in practice framework. Um, but that, that for us is it. It's like a story has got to have a point. It has to have a message to it for it to have impact. Exactly. Yes. It's got to have that objective. And just to clarify for my audience again, it was story, point, framework, takeaway and that takeaway has got a fresh perspective where you put your own spin on the message aj can i put you on the spot a bit using yeah. from your own personal brand or one that you built before in the past what has been something that has been you know recycled used a lot you created your own story and then you put your own fresh perspective i love if you could give that example to my audience yeah so i would there's a couple of things and i think one of the things that we talk a lot about uh at our company is found in our second book that we released in 2015 it's called procrastinate on purpose and this is oh, a, a book about yeah it's a book about productivity it's a book about time management and the whole essence of the book though and the way that we're forwarding this idea of productivity and time management is this is not the logical components of time management. We believe that's been said and done, 
But procrastinate on purpose is the emotional side of time management, right? And so one of the things that we talk a lot about, and I'll just kind of give you an, a, an example of a story yeah. that we tell throughout this book. Yeah, go for it's it. It's like, this is the difference between time management and then the emotional components of time management. Um, we all have things that we have to do on every single day, right? And when people try to prioritize all their buckets and compartmentalize all the things they have to do, it's a logical way of thinking. But this is the real truth of how time management impacts our life. And I remember this time that I was having to do a work project on a Saturday, which is quite rare. Um, and at this point, this was several years ago, I was somewhat recently married. Um, I didn't have children at the time, but I was going over to my business partner's house to pick them up. And we were doing a half day planning session on a Saturday because our Monday through Friday was just jam. It was just absolutely slam. There was no, there was no margin. So we said, mm -hmm. let's just do it on Saturday. So I'll go to his front door knock on the door and his at the time three-year-old daughter answers the door and uh, very soon after my business partner walks down the hallway and he comes to the front door and he's picking up his briefcase and he's about to walk out the door and his daughter says daddy where are you going and he goes oh baby I have to go to work today and she goes but it's Saturday and yeah. he goes I know it this is a work meeting and she goes but today's a family day and you just got to pause right there and you realize like in that moment, there is not logic to time man management. These are emotional decisions that we are making. There, no one makes the logical decision of, yes, it is better for me to go spend three hours in a planning session on Saturday instead of spending those three hours with my wife and my child. Those are emotional decisions that we make because we think that's what we have to do. Right. We think we don't have enough time Monday through Friday. So instead, we sacrifice the things that are important to us to do the things that we have to do or that we think we have to do instead of doing the things that we want to do. Now, why does that happen? So I could go on and on here. But the point is, it's it's proving that we don't always make decisions in a logical manner. Right. In that moment, that's a that's a very emotional decision of the impact of. The decisions I make with my job have very harsh consequences with my wife and my child. Um, in my case, my husband. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's taking those stories and saying, yeah, I mean, I could give you a super logical example of how to organize your inbox. That's the alternative, right? Um, but instead, it's tying in what everyone can relate to is, I mean, how many of us have had a Saturday where it's like, yeah, I would much rather be going to the lake with my friends or taking my daughter to the park or going on a date with my spouse. But yep. I find myself sucked into my, you know, way too far deep DMs or inbox thinking this is where I should be spending my time. Yeah. So it, I love it. You said like that perspective of have to do versus what to do. You know, everyone's been through that and that's the recycle piece of content. But I absolutely loved how you brought in, you know, that self-realization with your daughter. Was it your daughter who said that? It was my business partner's daughter. Uh, okay. Yes. And, and and that's how it all sort of came together, made more relatable for the audience rather than just, like you said, a logical story. Here's why you shouldn't do it on a Saturday, for instance. Yeah. I mean, I think for everyone, it's you got to find the points of connection, Right. Um, most people can relate to sacrificing doing something that you enjoy mm. to do something that you don't want to do, but you think you have to do it. Yeah, that's and the message. And you've got to, yeah, that's, that's the message is everyone can relate to, oh yeah, 
I've definitely put work ahead of my family. Yep. So you've definitely got that in your story bank. I can tell you've told that story many, many times. Um, and it's good because, you know, it clarifies um, what you stand for and what you teach. Now, I, I just want to get, I mentioned this before the podcast. I love it if, you know, because like, most people want to tell I'm going to assume that when you're teaching your clients that when you're clarifying their position, you know, you have different stories to, to tell mm-hmm. different objectives and what they do and what they stand for. So um, I was wondering if you could maybe give my audience, what would that, what, 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 what might they be doing to create like a story plan or a story blank uh, story bank so they could clarify their position. Yeah. This is such a good, this is such a good exercise to do for any of any, anybody who's just trying to create more emotional ties to the work that you're doing. And so um, we actually have what we call a story starter list. And it's literally like make a list of all these things. And I actually have something on my uh, iPhone. Like literally, I just keep it in the notes section of my iPhone. And it's just called my stories list. So every single day that something happens where I'm like, man, you know, I could probably use this as an example for something at some time. I don't know what yet, but this was hilarious. It was ironic. It was unique. It was rare. It was kind. It was whatever. And I just jot down the story and I have this large story bank. Now that is something you could do here on moving out. But uh, before that, literally just here's some examples of story starters is what's the funniest thing that's ever happened to you at work, right? Make a list of that. Then it's what's the most embarrassing moment in your professional career, right? And it's like, I literally, I have way too many of those than I should, but there was this one particular time where I was speaking to a huge audience of all male people who work in the automotive industry. Mm-hmm. And I was pulling all these clips from YouTube. I can't even believe I'm telling this. this is so embarrassing. I feel so dumb. And I pulled all of these Jerry Seinfeld clips and they have this one episode where Jerry Seinfeld is uh, talking about how he got ripped off at getting his car repaired at an auto repair shop. And, you know, George, right, his little friend George, was talking about how, you know, for all you know, they could be charging you for a Johnson rod. And he goes on and on talking about this Johnson rod. Well, I'm really naive, unfortunately. And I'm standing here on stage speaking to literally a thousand person male audience using the term Johnson rod over and over and over. And everyone just was laughing. And I was like, man, like, I'm doing really good today. Like, they're, they're on, like, they like me. And then at the end, the MC had the nerve to come up and say, I mean, what can you say? She said Johnson Rod 11 times on stage. There's nothing else. And it didn't dawn on me until then that there was this perverted alternative definition of Johnson Rod. And it's just thinking about like, how do you take all these unique stories and like, where would you build those in? Um, Talking about just, you know, finding humor in the everyday. And so, you know, what's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened, right? What's your most significant uh, achievement in life, right? What's the most adventurous thing that you've ever done? Where is, uh, what's, a, what's a time that you've been uh, humbled uh, beyond degree? Or what's the most tragic thing that's ever happened to you, right? What's the happiest moment of your life that you can think of and why? Um, you know, just going on and on and just making a list of like fill in the blank. 
And we've got dozens and dozens of these story starters just to get the mind turning of, you know, you know, if have you ever had an accident before? What, what was it and how did it happen? And just getting your mind churning in that and then just getting your mind conditioned to the fact that there are stories that happen to you every single day that have a way to be used to prove a point, to share a message, to change a life, to change a perspective. Unfortunately, most of us just forget or we don't realize the power that's in the everyday stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think about this all the time as <laughs> my son. Uh, I have a three and a half year old son and a one and a half year old son. And my three and a half is definitely the cautionary of the two. Um, and we tease that he's the policeman of the family because he's constantly walking around telling us what to do, what not to do, where to go, where not to go, what's safe, what's unsafe. And every single day on our way to school or me picking him up, he literally points out all of the speeders. He goes, oh, mom, that red car is speeding. That black car, you know, like ran a red light. And so I asked him one day, I was like, hey, bud, like, how do you notice all these things? And he just out of, out of nowhere, he goes, mom, I'm the eagle eye. (laughs) You're the eagle eye? He goes, yeah, I see everything. And it just got me thinking in that moment, it's like, holy crap, he sees everything. Every single thing that I do as a parent, he is watching. Mm, And he regurgitates everything I say with my tone and cadence. And you think about that as a leader, for any of you who lead people, it's like, they're watching too. And ever since my son has said, like, I'm the eagle eye, I'm like, shoot my team have eagle eyes. Like they watch every single thing that I do. And I think that's just a great example of in that tiny little normal moment, there is a great story to be shared with impact of people are watching what you do. They do see what you do and they will do what you do. So if you don't want your team to do what you do, then stop doing what you do. You know, and it's just all these little things that live in the everyday moments. And so Uh, make yourself a little story list right on your phone and just jot down the things that catch you in the moment that unfortunately, five minutes later, you forget. So jot them down. It's just having stories at the top of your mind all the time. I love it. So, and just to recap, so you want to get your phone out whenever you have these moments, write them in your little story bank. And then on top of that, I'm actually going to do this. So you've got We've got uh, the funniest moment, most embarrassing moment in your career, significant, uh, adventurous, uh, humbled, tragic, happiest moment, and all these. moment. Yeah. yeah. To, find all the adjectives. Fill them in. <laughs> I love it. AJ, um, unfortunately, I would love uh, to keep going and keep chatting about this. I know you, you've got a couple more appointments coming up. So where is the best place for my audience to find you? If, if do you have any resources, maybe they could go to, to recap on any of this or yes, what's the best absolutely. place to learn more? Um, the best place to go is our company's website. We've got massive amounts of free, free resources. So brandbuildersgroup.com. And if you go to brandbuildersgroup.com, mm-hmm. then we have an entire tab on there called free resources. And you can download more than 15 different free resources um, that talk about personal branding, talk about storytelling, talking about your message, how to share, how to be a better presenter, how to communicate better orally or in writing. There's tons and tons of free resources. So 
that's where I would go if I were you. Okay, brandbuilders.com. And we're brandbuildersgroup.com. Brandbuildersgroup.com. And I'll have that in the description. Um, AJ, thank you so much for coming on to Storytelling Secrets today. Oh, yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Okay, that's a wrap for the episode. I'm going to leave brandbuildersgroup.com and the resources tab. I'm looking at it now and there's there's heaps of great stuff here. So uh, monetize your personal brand. We've got Influential Personal Brand Summit, First Step to Famous, whole bunch of Build Your Brand, Free Masterclass, Influential Leader. Man, there's just heaps of stuff here. Get straight into it. Hope you enjoy my podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please go and subscribe. Um, head over to iTunes if you are there. Um, I'm going to ask this from now on. And if you leave me a review, I will read it out for you on the podcast at the start of the solo show. So thanks a lot for tuning into Storytelling Secrets. I'll see you next week for the solo show. Bye for now.